This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Live from NPR News, I'm Dale Willman. Donald Trump has won the South Carolina Republican presidential primary. The win comes on the home turf of his chief rival for the nomination, former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley. NPR's Danielle Kurtzleben reports. The AP made the call immediately after polls closed at 7 p.m. Eastern. Trump spoke to supporters shortly thereafter, leading off with baseless warnings about undocumented immigrants. You see millions and millions of people coming across the border illegally. We don't know where they come from. They come from jails. They come from... Prisons, they come from all sorts of places that we don't want to know. They come from mental institutions and insane asylums. Trump was widely expected to win this primary. Despite that, in recent weeks, Trump continued attacking Haley. Some attacks were demeaning, including calling her bird brain and insulting her husband, who is serving overseas. This is Trump's fourth straight nominating contest win. The next primary is in Michigan on Tuesday. Danielle Kurtzleben, NPR News, Columbia, South Carolina. Speaking to supporters tonight, Nikki Haley said she will not give up on her presidential campaign despite the loss in her home state. She said voters deserve to have a choice when they vote in upcoming primaries, and that choice, she said, should not be Donald Trump. I don't believe Donald Trump can beat Joe Biden. (laughs) Nearly every day, Trump drives people away. The next Republican primary, meanwhile, takes place just a few days from now in Michigan, and almost two dozen primaries take place over the next 10 days. As negotiators continue their work in Paris to establish a ceasefire and hostage prisoner exchange deal, Israel is continuing its airstrikes on Gaza. NPR's Eleanor Beardsley has this update from Tel Aviv. Negotiators are hoping to head off a possible Israeli assault on the Gaza city of Rafah, where more than a million displaced people are sheltering at the southern edge of the enclave. Israel has said it will attack the city if no truce agreement is reached soon. Meanwhile, the Gaza Health Ministry says there were 92 more Palestinian deaths between Friday and Saturday. Among those, seven were killed in an airstrike. NPR's producer in Gaza, Anas Baba, went to the scene. Dust everywhere. The powder of the guns and the explosions all over the air. I spoke to a woman. She told me that I just lost my father and my brother. The situation in Rafah is getting pretty severe. Eleanor Beardsley, NPR News, Tel Aviv, and... For NPR News, Anas Baba in Rafah. A number of Western leaders gathered in Ukraine on Saturday to mark the second anniversary of the Russian invasion of that country. They arrived shortly after a Russian drone attack hit a residential building in Odessa. At least one person was killed in that attack. The European Commission president said they were in Kiev to stand firmly by Ukraine financially, economically, militarily, and morally. You're listening to NPR News. The current mega drought in the western U.S. is already historic, and a new study confirms that the region hasn't experienced anything like it since the 1500s. From member station KUNC, Alex Hager explains that scientists look at tree rings to add centuries of context. The big difference? This drought is fueled by heat. That's causing drier soils and making droughts more frequent, intense, and widespread. Researchers can learn about the temperature and precipitation during any given year by looking at the width of tree rings. Karen King is the study's lead author. We know that extreme heat has consequences. We know that drought has consequences. And so when they're compounded together, right, we can expect that 
those vulnerabilities are only going to be magnified. Those consequences include major strain on the Colorado River. It supplies water to about 40 million people across the southwest, and leaders are struggling to rein in demand as the river's supply dwindles. For NPR News, I'm Alex Hager in Fort Collins, Colorado. French President Emmanuel Macron was greeted with boos and whistles from some farmers on Saturday when he attended the opening of the Paris Agricultural Fair. Farmers have been protesting for months across the country to demand better living conditions and better protections against foreign competition. They blame Macron for not doing enough to support them. Pope Francis canceled an audience Saturday after coming down with the flu. Vatican officials say the flu is mild and that Francis may still be able to offer his weekly address on Sunday. The 87-year-old pontiff has had several health issues in recent years. He was forced to cancel an international trip last November because of breathing problems. I'm Dale Willman, NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor Mint Mobile. From the gas pump to the grocery store, inflation is everywhere. So Mint Mobile is offering premium wireless starting at just $15 a month. To get your new phone plan for just $15, go to mintmobile.com slash switch.